Well, we promised you Phil Rosen. He actually has spoken to the Prime Minister of Israel and certainly can give us a perspective on the big number. The number was 60, then the number went to 59. Now it looks like Likud and its partners are at 58. So this could be interesting in terms of uh, the formation of the government. Phil will certainly um, shed some light on all this. He is, as you know, he holds many distinguished positions, a board member at the Yeshiva University. He's vice chair of uh, Birthright. Uh, which is one of the most important efforts on behalf of uh, the future of the Jewish people. He is uh, former chair of the American Friends of Likud and, of course, vice chair of the Republican Jewish Coalition. Phil Rosen, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. And Mazel Tov on your son's engagement. I'm sorry that I I, I was in Israel when uh, when it happened, but uh, Mazel Tov, you should only have Simcha. Amen. Thank you very much for that. Much appreciated. Um, well, look, you spoke to the prime minister and we watched his reaction to what happened on Monday. I don't think he could have looked any happier. Uh, I would assume when you spoke to him, it was simply joy and <laughs> joy and happiness on the other end. Right. Well, the story is that, uh, he approached this election a lot differently than he did the two previous ones. This was this is BB at his best, going out to the different cities, villages, meeting with people, shaking hands, um, putting ads on TV, putting all sorts of social media. Um, he, he did what BB does best, which is show what BB is all about. And I think uh, I'm very happy that he did it that way. It showed there's a big difference, I think, inside of Israel itself. There are a lot of people who uh, came out for BB or came out for one of the partners um, that in the last couple of elections either stayed home or voted differently. And I think that uh, people are uniting around uh, around BB. And, and, this, um, and the strategy yeah. was that was so vastly different the other two elections. Much different. I think the other two elections he took a lot for granted and. Uh, relied on other people to do a lot of his uh, campaigning. And I think that this was, you know, he realized that this is this is crucial. Um, I also think that, um, you know, Bibi has formed a relationship with the United States that is different than any other, any previous prime minister with any president of the United States. And I think, you know, I always said to you that... Uh, you know, in the past, when the prime minister of the United States was right wing, it just happens that the um, president, but the prime minister of Israel was right wing. The president of the United States at that point in time was was to the left, was usually a Democrat, and it made it very complicated and very difficult. I think that uh, at at different points in time, I think that this time you have people who agree and are aligned, and I think that that's leading to some great things for the state of Israel. Mm. Phil Rosen's with us live via telephone. Now, two elections ago, people forget the first of these three elections, he actually had 60 seats or 60, you know, that could have built, uh, that could have started building a coalition. And we know what happened, and he uh, called for new elections, etc. Um, didn't do as well the second time around. Now, we, we heard the number 60 Monday night. Then we started hearing 59 in terms of this right-wing block. And now we're hearing 58. Is he going to have trouble actually finding those two or three necessary members to form this coalition? So I'm hopeful that he set the stage um, 
before the election that there were some discussions with uh, people who were potential, um, you know, uh, pushovers, pushover meaning push from right. whatever, whichever party they're in into uh, Likud. Right. I'm hoping he did that. I'm hoping somebody did that because, uh, you know, I think that this is a great opportunity for him to form a government, whether it's 58, 59, 60. I think he needs uh, somebody to come over and maybe two or three people. Um, there are candidates, there are potentials that are listed in the papers in Israel, but I think there's even more than that. You know, the one thing is that this last election, I think, proved that blue and white really doesn't have a position that's any different than Bibi's position on almost everything. I think their uh, their animosity towards the religious parties, that might be one that, that is a vast difference, but other than that, in terms of security and in terms of relationships with the United States, they would prefer to go with uh, with Bibi's policies, as they say, anybody but a Bibi, which is crazy. Right. That that's their that's their political position. So I'm very hopeful that Bibi can form a government. There are some people that I know who move to other parties for various reasons, usually personal reasons. I think. Uh, it's best that they get over their personal reasons and come back to joining uh, joining Likud. I would hope come back home. I would hope a <laughs> good point. I would hope that the president of Israel will not allow a stalemate to take place, and that he'll be there encouraging uh, BB and others to negotiate some type of deal to actually form a working government. Do you suspect that that's going to be the effort compared to the way it worked in the previous two elections? Yeah, I, I sure hope so. I think. Uh, I think it's it's time to uh, to get the government stable. It's time to allow BB uh, to work with the United States and, and did the deal of the century and all sorts of other things. Right. I think the beauty of what's going on in Israel throughout the country is is amazing. You know, I, I got to ask you this because, and I know that obviously because of your associations. Uh, for good reason, you have an, an affinity toward the prime minister, but objectively. Could anyone else have done this? Could anyone else have, you know, opened Israel up, uh, you know, business-wise to all these other countries around the world when major powers are trying their hardest uh, to deal with the, you know, with Israeli companies? When every single startup that has made it on this globe must now have a a, a central office in Israel, um, where where so many countries that were enemies of Israel now are turning to them for technology and for knowledge. Uh, just to advance their own uh, ability to grow. I mean, could could anybody else have done this, or does he really get the credit for all of it? He gets a lot of the credit. I think there are people in Israel who certainly uh, deserve a lot of credit, the business community, but I think that Bibi gets an enormous amount of credit for opening up his, the Israeli economy. I think prior to Bibi, um, whether you're talking the Rabin government, the Perez government, um, going way back, I think, uh, you know, there was a stalemate as far as the business community was concerned. Right. Um, they ran up against roadblocks such as unions, et cetera, that, uh, that gave them a very difficult time. I think BB has worked very hard to allow the business community in Israel to succeed. I mean, I meet with people all the time. I'm a general partner in the hour crowd, uh, 
a company um, which has opened up uh, hundreds, hundreds of uh, Israeli technology to investment from uh, from everybody. Anybody who has five thousand dollars can invest in Israeli technology. It's an amazing thing, and uh, that's partly because BB opened up the the groundwork. I think the other thing is that um, you know BB encouraged people to take risks, right. and he's given all sorts of government incentives to Israeli companies to take risks and uh, and and try their best to make it. It's amazing that 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 is happening at the same time as the New York Times reports on, uh, on, on all sorts of crazy things that they make up or that they exaggerate about what's going on in Israel. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's a country that uh, is unique and pretty amazing. And his agenda till the next election, whether it's in a year, two years, four years, or whatever, his agenda, I guess, would be similar, right, to build on all of what you just described in terms of opening up uh, Israel to the world, and in terms of, as you said, dealing with the United States on the deal of the century, and just you know moving forward on all those important things to the future of Israel. That's definitely true. I think the one other thing that he's going to work on a lot in the next year, this is part of the deal of the century, is he's going to work on trying to strengthen the Palestinian uh, economy or the Israeli Arab economy. Wow. To um, to yeah to make them. Uh, really want to live normal lives, to live in peace and security, because uh, when they have everything that uh, that everybody wants in the world, um, stable stable lives and 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 money coming in, I think it's uh, much more difficult to uh, to go out there and, and do crazy things like terror attacks. Wow. Uh, very, very interesting. Phil Rosen with us. Uh, I got to ask you a tongue-in-cheek question because a lot of people have asked me this question. Uh, if Israel develops a cure for coronavirus, should BDSers be offered it or not? That's so funny. <laughs> that is tongue-in-cheek. Israel, the, the wonderful thing about Israel, and we've discussed this in the past, is if you watch the uh, Israeli medical care that's been given to Syrians, um, and to enemies of Israel, it's mesmerizing to be. Um, they go way beyond Tikkun Olam, um, and it's just an amazing fact of life in Israel. So whether it's BDS or anybody else, I think Israel's going to offer the best they have, and and, uh, and that's pretty damn good. So You know, true. We, we didn't discuss the topic that we, uh, <laughs> I we a, should discuss. I have a feeling I know where yeah. you're going now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, we need to uh, wish success um, to one of the most amazing creations to come out of Yeshiva University, <laughs> which is the Max. The men's basketball um, team. The Maccabee basketball team. <laughs> they are uh, on Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. They're playing at Johns Hopkins University against uh, school WPI, right. which is Worcester Polytechnic Institute from Massachusetts. Um, and I think uh, calling on everybody who's anywhere near uh, Johns Hopkins to come out for the game and root for the Max, it's a great thrill to watch these wonderful boys who have Mido Tovo throughout um, to watch them play. Um, they play at the highest level of, 
of college basketball, and it's just it's a terrific uh, group of kids, including my nephew Gabriel Leifert. There you go. Is, uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you. Uh, I was going to ask you if you, if you had an affinity he, toward one of the players. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the stars, and and a lot of credit goes to the coach. Elliot Steinmetz has done an amazing job of uh, recruiting and transforming a bunch of individual great basketball players into a great team. So, Kolakavod, it's a real Kiddush Hashem, and uh, it's a great feeling when you watch them play. I've, wow. I've been doing it nonstop, so it's yeah, we're, like a daily activity. We've been reminding our listeners, and yeah, they get tremendous accolades here. And and by the way, folks, Phil Rosen is no phony. He's not like the rest of them who showed up Sunday for the championship and had never walked into the arena in their lives. Phil's been there all. <laughs> Phil's been there all season, and I can attest to that. <laughs> so, yep. like Malcolm and I are two of the two of the regulars. Exactly, it's, uh, it's a thrill. We've a been, real thrill. We've been there when we had sections to ourselves. Now you can't even get a exactly. seat in the place. It's amazing. That's funny. Exactly Phil, right. <laughs> Phil Rosen is a board member. Away games. Say, I've been to Farmingdale. That's right. We've been to away yeah. games as well. Unbelievable. In fact, my, my one of my kids and I the other day were trying to figure out if we've been to every arena in the Skyline Conference. Like, that's how crazy that's, it's gotten. Oh, so boy. Funny. Unbelievable. Phil Rosen is a board member at YU. He is the um, vice chair at Birthright. American Friends of Likud, former chairman and the Republican Jewish Coalition vice chair. You know, you didn't answer my my first question, and this is how we'll wrap up. Was he the happiest you ever heard him uh, on that phone call after the election? I, I think uh, it's hard to judge whether he was happier than the first uh, victory in the 90s, right. but it was definitely the happiest I've seen him in a very or heard him in a very, very long time, and uh, deservedly so. I think he worked harder than he's ever worked on an election, right. and I think that uh, he deserves to feel good, and I'm hoping that uh, that the one, two, or three people that he needs to, uh, to form his government um, come around quickly and, uh, you know, be part of it. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, this, I was there... Um, there's a lot of joy in, in, in a lot of quarters in Israel that uh, maybe they could get past this whole election season and move to uh, continuing to create great things in Israel. Yeah, most important thing for Israelis now is a stable government, and uh, that would be the next step to finally get this done. Uh, Phil, I thank you so much, and good luck to the Max. Thank you. And, and thanks Welcome. for joining Always us. Always a pleasure. I appreciate that. Phil, well. Thank you. Phil Rosen, everybody, on a Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM.